Amen. Isn't it awesome that we can stand in this place right now and say hallelujah for the cross because we know that through his blood, through his stripes we are healed and through his blood we are forgiven. And so we just give him praise and honor. And there's one other reason why you're shouting out that song with so much victory. And that is because you know that you need the power of the almighty God in your life on a daily. Amen. On a daily, I know I need him. So as we stand here today, Heavenly Father, we just invite you into this place. We lift up our hands in honor and praise to you, Heavenly Father, because we know that we need you in our lives. We need you more than anything else, Heavenly Father. So we just invite you in. Just be with us. Let us feel your presence in this place, Heavenly Father. Just be with us, Heavenly Father. Let us know that you are here. Let us know that your mercy and your love and your grace and your power and your spirit is made new within us every single day. I need that, Lord, in my life. More and more each day, I need that. Would you just be here? Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord.
Fill us to overflowing. Fill us to overflowing, Lord. We need you more and more and more and more. Father God, even though our cup runneth over, we need you more and more and more and more. We need more wisdom. We need more understanding. We need more patience. We need more love. We need more forgiveness. We need more grace. We need more mercy. We need to be able to extend those things to people we love and know. Father God, we thank you that nobody was injured at Del Norte High School today in the shooting that took place. God, continue to watch over our young people, our children, the teachers, and all the staff. Father God, watch over them all over Albuquerque, Bernalillo County, New Mexico, and the United States and beyond. Father God, we cry out to you on behalf of our city that we love and it's so broken, God. So lost. There's murders, God, every week. There's already been 90 murders just in our city, not counting Bernalillo County. God, 90 murders this year. God, please forgive us. 
because we haven't taken back our city yet, Lord. God, we pray for this city. We pray for salvation to come to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Bernalillo County, to New Mexico. God, we pray that salvation come to our leaders, our mayor and county commissioners and city councilors and our governor. We pray that, Father God, salvation come, Father God, to the schools. That, Lord God, they would start teaching morals and good, righteous morals in the schools. And God, we pray that, Lord God, there would be transformation that we would see take place in this city. People set free from destructive behavior, from violence, from domestic violence in the household. Lord, protect them, shield them, bring peace, love, and grace. Father God, we pray deliverance from addictions, whatever kind of addiction it is. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray, Father God, for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to fall over the people, Father God, of our city. We pray for our first responders. Protect them. Give them a heart of compassion to this broken city. We pray, Father God, for all of our medical staff, for doctors and nurses and people that work within hospitals and clinics and doctor's offices. Keep them safe. Protect them as they bring healing and they bring medical aid to people that are sick. We pray for the sick that, Lord, you would heal them, that they wouldn't need to go see a doctor because they saw Dr. Jesus. But if they do need a doctor and medical attention, then, God, we pray that they get the best attention and care. Father God, we pray for our family right now, our husband or our wife, especially those that don't serve you. Sick them, God. Holy Spirit, sick them. Go get them. Bring them in from the north, south, east, and west. Go get our sons and our daughters, those that have walked with you and have walked away. God, give them a desire and a hunger and a thirst for you. God, we're about to take communion. Prepare our heart and our mind, Lord. You know our actions. You know some of the dumb things we've said and done, thought. Lord, forgive us. Father, let us celebrate you tonight and every day because we need you more. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and many, many other things in Christ's name. Amen. You could quietly be seated. Prepare your communion elements. If you need them, the ushers are throughout the building. I mean, throughout the sanctuary. Just flag them down and say, I need one here. But in the night that the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread. He pulled it out of a, 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 a loaves of bread, but he pulled out the middle one that was had never been used before. And he said, this is my body. He goes, do this in remembrance of me. I want you to understand what I'm about to teach you all, he said. I'm going to be going to the cross pretty soon. They, they didn't get it. He goes, but this represents my body because my body's going to be beaten for you. My body's going to take your sin. And because of my body being tortured and put to death, 
you're going to have freedom. So tonight, as we hold this bread, I want you to realize that Christ died for you. And he died to set you free. So, Heavenly Father, we want to live in that freedom. This is the body of Christ. We eat it in remembrance of you. Amen. He then took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my covenant. I'm making a promise. I'm going to come back for you. And I'm going to come back so that where I am, you will be. And where you are, I will come and get you. And he said, and I'm sealing this with my blood. And I want you to understand the power of my blood. And he explained them the covenant he was making, the promise. And he was sealing it with his blood. And his blood separates us from the world. His blood gives us victory over sin. His blood delivers us from the evil one. His blood keeps us safe and we take the blood of the lamb and we put it on our doorpost of our home and over our heart and the angel of death goes over us and passes over us and we will die no more because we are in the Lord and though these bodies of our going to die we're going to live forever so he gave thanks and he said this is my blood which is given for you drink it in remembrance of me Amen. God, we love you so much. We love you, we love you, we love you. Yes, we do. How much do you love him? How much? Sing it out. Tell him.
So fill me, Lord, more and more every day that my cup overflows so that I can pour out to those that you love as well, those that you have died for as well, Lord. Every person in this place has that prayer. Every person in this place has the need to fill your presence. Lord, would you just fill us up? And thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, and above all, your faithfulness. In your name we pray. Amen. You may take your seats, church. Why don't you give us a story how how you got involved in this ministry and how this ministry kind of kind of you came together? When we saw the excitement, it was just like an eye opening to think that there was such excitement happening in the church. Uh, because we had seen that there's definitely a need for the Spirit of God to be uh, moving and active. My story goes back to probably 1982 when uh, we went into the little church at uh, Southside. When he first came, Richard would walk around the neighborhood and uh, talking to people. That's when I first had an encounter with Pastor Richard. I was building my house back at that time. And uh, I needed muscle because I was putting up the walls. And Richard would go to my house almost every day ministering to me. And I would run out the back because here comes the pastor, man. We've been members of New Beginnings Church of God since we were born. One of the things my mom would tell us after church is that, you know, we're watching you from the front, your dad's watching you from the back, but God watches you from above. I'm gonna say. 1990, 91 maybe. We were invited to a party. At that party was Pastor Richard. I had never (laughs) seen a pastor like Richard Mansfield in my life. We were church shopping. We were interviewing churches and never connected, never felt like we belonged. So with a 20-minute drive to the South Valley on a Sunday morning, pulling up in front of Southside with depredation and apprehension and I never felt so at home in a place by the way. It was it was coming home. How has this ministry impacted your lives? Oh the impact has been you know I can't begin to tell you how it's impacted my life. Moving from from Southside to New Beginnings was probably one of the most impact things that I have experienced. I mean, you talk about something being impact, but it wasn't only because there were so many people there, because but there was salvations being, being uh, I mean, it was a miracle. I mean, we were just growing. The family that we have through this church, I mean, it, it's the members, the pastors, you, the worship team. All of those make up New Beginnings Church. I told Brother Richard, Brother Richard, I'm praying for another building. And he said, so are we. We're looking. I said, oh, thank the Lord. I came into the church, a full-blown wino, dino, and dingbat, completely out of control. God started a work in me, changed my life, impacted my life in a way that I would never thought it could be impacted. All my kids came to know Jesus under Richard's ministry. Uh, 
My wife used to teach uh, children's church. The South Side feeling. Heart. Is still here. A lot of people, a lot of new people, a lot of new experiences, but that that South Side feeling is there still after all these years. Using one word, describe the journey. Miracle. It's a miracle. Rebuild. Love. Awesome. Humbling. Humbling if someone is interested in you because that's who they are and that's who you are. And that's that's humbling. Everything was rebuilt from 13 people. We tore down the old buildings. The old building at Carlisle was torn down, literally. And now we're here. And I expect, maybe not in my lifetime, but at some point, this building is going to be torn down and make way for bigger ones. The whole journey from the Iglesia de Dios to Southside Church of God to come in here is that the people were all united in love. We always felt that love together. Peace. We have developed this family of all of you. And it's because of this church that I have peace. He continually shows us that his timing is always the right time. His way, his will, his time. His promises are never slow. God's not done rebuilding new beginnings. I firmly believe that. Do you believe the same? God is not done. Amen. Why don't we celebrate our pastors? That's right. They deserve that and so much more. And just like that, July the 7th, 1982, Albuquerque was never the same. When they rolled through with their three-month-old baby boy, Ricky, who's out there somewhere right now. You guys should sit down. (laughs) They changed Albuquerque forever. You may take your seats, yeah. And they changed Albuquerque forever. They've impacted you and me forever. They've planted so many seeds and they've poured themselves out over 40 years, not only to you and I, but people over and above you and I, dignitaries of our state, of our city, of our county, residents, this community, what they have done in this entire city, in our county. So we want to celebrate them. Brother David Gonzalez, why don't you join me up here, my brother? I want to invite Brother David Gonzalez, who is one of the key organizers of this awesome celebration that we want to talk about. This is why we wanted to show you this video of just, man, this is just a small glimpse of where our ministry has begun and where it came from. Brother David, tell us about this awesome event. So October 21st, it's a Friday, 6 p.m. We're going to have a great celebration for our pastors 
just to honor them for 40 years of service. I don't know if you all realize the average um, length of stay a pastor is at a, a congregation. Am I wrong at two and a half years? Three years is the average stay of a pastor at a congregation. And we don't have an average pastor. Our pastor, our pastor is, is an amazing man. So we're going to have an opportunity to just really celebrate this time of 40 years. 40 years, it seems like a lifetime ago when we were at Southside. And you guys, some of you guys are hearing Southside. What was Southside? Well, Southside was the first church that Pastor Richard and Sister Cindy came to back in 82. And uh, it started with absolutely nobody. Or what? Two people. Two people? Eight people at their first service. And you know what? God uh, gave them the ministry and the mission to do a work here in Albuquerque, and they never gave up. Most people would have come and said, man, there's only two people in the church when they first got here. And they persevered. And they've faced many, many, many extremely difficult times. And they've never given up. And the scripture says, when you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. And that's what they've done. And because of that, because of that, you've heard the saying, you can count how many apples there are, how many, how, much, how many seeds there are in an apple. You can open up an apple and say, well, there's this many seeds. But you can't count how many, how many uh, apples are in each one of those seeds. And Brother Richard and Sister Cindy have planted seeds in your life, and you've gone forward and planted seeds in other people's life. And so many lives have been touched because of their faithfulness to do ministry here in Albuquerque. So now it's our turn on July 21st to come and celebrate with them. And I hope every single one of you come and join with us. It's going to be an awesome night. We're going to have professional entertainment. We're going to have um, we're going to have this awesome night. You guys, I, I don't want to spill the beans, but come and join us. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be a wonderful meal and just time of fellowship. But the main part is, is that we're going to honor Pastor Richard and Sister Cindy for 40 years of faithful service. Please join us. I hope you make it. Tickets are being sold in the lobby after church today. See Debbie Tate. Where's Debbie Tate? Debbie Tate's right here in the red. You'll see her off in that little lonely table on the side. Make it very, very popular over there. Everybody come to the table and buy your tickets. But guys, it's going to be October 21st, and it's going to come quickly. The tickets are limited, guys. So it's going to be for the first people that buy their tickets because we've only had so much space. So please get your tickets early. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother David. As Brother David mentioned, tickets are now available. They were available this past weekend, and there are limited seats. So if you're interested in going, please pick up your ticket right away as soon as you possibly can. Um, tickets are on sale. You can buy them at NBCABQ.com and under the homepage or the events tab. You can also go to the New Beginnings Church app in your Google Play Store or your Apple uh iTunes store, at your app store rather, and you can purchase your ticket there under events and registrations. Now, we have professional entertainment from around the country coming in. We have special guests from around the country coming in, guests of theirs, guests of ours, as they say, and church tickets are available now, so please pick them up. Tickets are $50 per ticket. And we want you to please make sure and get your tickets as soon as possible. Like I said, we have entertainment. We have a reception before. So it's not just $50 to come and do what we're doing now, right? That's that, that, that's not the point. 
it's an entire event, an evening that's going to begin at 6 p.m. or at 5.30 p.m. rather, and it's going to end at who knows when, right? This is being run by a bunch of Mexicans. So there is no end time to our parties. Right, I'll let you know when it ends. Right? You can guarantee there'll some be some kids sleeping on some chairs. Right? But church, we want to make sure that you guys are a part of it. We want you to be there. If you, like I said, like Brother David said, give you just a glimpse of what Southside Church was and gave you a little bit of a glimpse, we're going to be talking about the history and how we got here, of course. And of course, more than anything else, honoring our pastors. So can we do that one last time tonight? Can we honor our pastors? Yes, indeed. Thank you, church. So please make sure to pick up your tickets. Now, in that church, just a couple other things that are going on. We want to remind ladies that uh, on Saturday, October or September the 3rd, that is this Saturday. Ladies, this Saturday. That's right. If you're not involved... Ladies, if you're not involved with sisterhood, our women's ministry uh, here at New Beginnings, I invite you to be a part of it. Uh, this, and and if, don't worry about signing up. There is no sign up. There's nothing like that. If you want, just come on in on Saturday, and it's going to be at 1030 here at the church. It's going to be out in the mall. Uh, Sister Tressa Vigil will be our guest speaker, and she is going to be bringing a powerful word and uplifting word for you uh, that's going to edify you and build you up. So please Please make your way and make sure that you attend that as well. And men, mark your calendars because uh, the September men's breakfast will be September the 10th. So men, if you are not plugged in with the men's ministry, uh, I invite you, please, please, please make sure and stay plugged in as the word tells us that iron sharpens iron. So does one brother sharpen another brother. Amen. And so we want to make sure that you're involved women with, with the women's group and men that you were involved with the men's group and Sisterhood will be on Saturday, and men's group will be on Saturday the 10th and one week out. And then once again, we want to invite you that quarterly, our, our, our kids' department, our children's department, director, our minister, Sister Jessica Ramirez, is coordinating a night's, uh, parents' night out. And if you're, if you're not involved in that, I invite you to please, and this is really awesome. Parents, if you're, if you're, if you're the parents of, of young children, and you say, I need a night out without the kids, Basically, we should just name this free babysitting night because that's what it is, all right? That's what it is, and we want to invite you, and we just want to say, hey, parents, we know how important it is for you to get away and just be with your spouse or with just simply other adults to have adult conversations. That's always fun, and we want to we provide that for you, and if you want to participate, please sign up online so we can prepare accordingly. And the deadline is up there for you. Church, all of that, thank you so much for your giving. Uh, we couldn't do any of that without your giving. And if you want to continue to be a part of that, and if you have not yet been a part of the daily life and activities and outreach of what we're doing at New Beginnings, we invite you to do that. And our tithing boxes that are at the doorways here in the sanctuary or the instructions to do it electronically via our Facebook, via our, rather not Facebook, via our app, our text message service, or our website. The instructions are behind me or on your screen if you're watching from home. So thank you so much, church, for your participation in that and what we're doing to impact the lost and dying world through the love of Jesus Christ. 
And we want to welcome you into this service tonight. You from watching at home, we want to welcome you as well. Can we please welcome Pastor Richard to the pulpit? Thank you guys so much. You are so kind, so loving, so supportive. Um, How many of you know that Jesus is alive? Young people, you guys could be dismissed to your class. This is 6th to 12th grade. They're having some awesome studies, and they're praying for each other. Make sure you guys pray for all the kids in school, guys. There's some of you that go to Del Norte, and we're fine. We're so glad you're okay. Uh, it was chaos around here this afternoon, uh, right around just afternoon time, and uh, the streets were all blocked, and it, it was crazy. If you don't know what happened, somebody shot from the parking lot at Del Norte, and uh, they locked down the whole school. Thank God nobody was injured, but uh, it was definitely a scary experience. Hey, also, uh, under his construction is uh, doing some really exciting things. They're opening up a new women's home this Saturday is their kickoff. And they're dedicating the building at 3 o'clock, and they're inviting everyone out to see it. Uh, and they're also having their eighth annual fundraiser. So they have a table set up. Talk to them about it. Get the instructions. Get the directions. All those things for this Saturday because that's going to be a real special time. Hey, let's get into the Word. But right before you do that, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came to church tonight. I'm so glad you came to church tonight. And you can even tell them they look good if they look good. We don't want you lying. So don't lie if they don't look good. Just say, oh, man, I'm praying for you. (laughs) Okay, come on. That's all. That's all. Okay, no more. That's enough. You ran out of time to say greet one another. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm closing up this sermon series that I've been doing called... Jesus' life's changing stories. Jesus was a storyteller. Jesus communicated the people with stories that were called parables. And they were that a preach moment. He, he'd share something and then he'd go, that a preach. This is what I want you to learn. This is what I want you to get out of it. This is what I want you to leave with. This is what I want you to soak in. And Tonight, I want to talk about the out-of-the-world, out-of-this-world benefits of serving Jesus, of receiving him as your Savior and Lord, the things he wants to do in our life because of it. In the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 16, it says, someone came to Jesus with this question. And this is a question that many people ask to this day. Teacher, what good deeds must I do to have eternal life? What must I do to have eternal life? How can I earn my way? What can I do to score enough points with the Lord to be able to get to heaven? What can I do? And then if you jump down to verse 27 of Matthew 19, then Peter says, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? So Peter is saying, that guy wants to know what you get for 
serving you? What what do we have to do? And Peter's going, you know, Jesus, we we left everything. We gave everything up. We give up our businesses. We gave up our families. We give up everything to follow you these three and a half years. What are we going to get? So Jesus goes on to tell this story starting in Matthew chapter 20. In verse 1 through 16, he says, For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At nine in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. Kind of like people that gather over at Home Depot just waiting to see if someone's going to pick them up. So he says, so he goes by at nine in the morning, he goes by Home Depot to see how many people are standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So then he went out to work in the vineyard. And at noon, again. And at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. And at 5 o'clock that afternoon, he went into town again and saw some more people standing around. And he asked them, why haven't you been working today? You're holding a sign, we'll work for food. No, I'm sorry, he didn't say that. (laughs) But he's saying, what's up? Why aren't you guys working? They replied, because no one hired us. The landlord told them, then go and join the others in the vineyard. Now that evening, he was told, he told the foreman to call all the workers in, beginning from the last worker first. Then those hired at five o'clock were paid. And each received a full day's work. Now they started working at five, but they got a full day's work. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed that they could receive more. But they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour and get, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered to them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wages? Thank you. Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want to do with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So those who are last now will be the first. And those who are first will be last. Jesus, speak to us. Help us to understand. Help us to get it. Help us to not be a bunch of whiners and comparing ourselves constantly, but to only look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now look, there's there's some things I want to bring out from this passage. 
And the very first one is this, that the sooner you accept Jesus, the more abundant your life can be. Now, don't miss that. The sooner you come to Christ, the more abundant your life could be. Now, these guys that started working early in the morning, we don't know how early it was. We don't know if it was five or six in the morning, seven. All we know is that they started working. They were promised a full day's wage. You are going to get paid the full day. And at the end of the day, they got paid the full day. But because the guy that came in at the last hour got the same, they're like, kind of, that's messed up. And he's saying, no, don't you understand? I promised you something. And at the end of your day, you're going to get it. God is promising to take care of us. God is promising to give us an abundance. My daughter called me today and she really blessed me. And she goes, you know what, dad? I just want to thank you and mom for being faithful. They go, Dad, Mom, Ricky and I lived with you guys. We know how much you put up with at the church. We know how much you put up with us. We know how much you put up with each other. And yet you always remain faithful. You'd never turn from God. You stayed there. And I said, Mija, thank you. That means the world to me. She goes, no, you don't understand. That means the world to me. And I'm saying, you know what? I I know some ministers that served the Lord and were faithful, and all of a sudden they quit pastoring, and now they don't even go to church. They talk like sailors. And I'm like, what happened? The word says, be holy as I am holy. That's whether you're a minister or not. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men, whether you're a minister or not. I will give you perfect peace, whether you're a minister or not. God is calling us, and the longer you serve him, all oh, the sweeter it gets. I'm telling you, there's something. Man, you have that breakthrough year. For some of you that just started your journey with Jesus, keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Encourage one another. There's something about the seventh year. In a marriage, they call it the seven-year itch. They go, oh, that's where you start. Oh, you know, am I still committed just to him or to her? Or, you know, wow. Jesus satisfies every itch in your life. You're not looking for no other God or no other woman or no other man. Because when you follow him, he satisfies every need. He satisfies everything. We're not like the rolling stones. I can't get no satisfaction. And I try and I try and I try and I try. That's why we're all messed up. We're trying to find satisfaction and you get it complete in Jesus Christ. He satisfies you. And the longer you serve him, the better it gets. And the longer you stay in it, the more riches and abundance you get. Man, I have so many friends. That's amazing. Maybe not all of them are friends, but I have a lot of acquaintances. Yeah, people I know. I don't know all of them as friends. I mean, man, but they keep me accountable. Knowing a lot of people... Man, I have to be good. Because no matter where I go, people know me. Look, someone took me one time. They go, Pastor, they have this amazing buffet. 
at the Route 66 Casino. And I go, you know, I don't really like going to casinos because I don't do casinos. And you still have to go all the way in. They go, no, you get, you could come in in the back. As soon as you walk in, the restaurant's right there. I said, okay, I'll go with you. So they took me there, and I'm telling you, the buffet was like, oh, my gosh. It was like, <laughs> wow. And all of a sudden, this lady from church is walking in all happy, and she sees me, and she's there, abba, 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 abba. <laughs> it was hilarious. She, she really was. She was going, abba, abba. I go, hey, sister, how are you? And she goes, abba, abba. I, go, she, I promise, this is, she's going, abba, 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 abba. <laughs> and, and then her husband's laughing his head off. And he goes, I've never seen her short of words. He goes, she's freaking out because she saw you at a casino. And I go, and then she said, like, oh, I got him. And she kind of went like, by the way, what are you doing here? I go, well, I'm having dinner with some friends. They invited me, but I only came in this room. I'm not going to go to the rest of the room, the rest of the rooms to play games because I don't really support that. And she goes, oh, well, I do. Uh, okay, forgive me. Uh. But I got every place I go, it seems like somebody knows me. I was at Walgreens the other day, and I'm just walking out of the store, and all of a sudden a car comes. Eh! Oh, my gosh, I know you. I watch you on television. So I turned around, and I go, when I got arrested on cops, and I went like that, and she goes, no, you preach. I go, yes, I do. She goes, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I meet you. I, well, thank you. I, I feel flattered, but I'm just, I'm just Richard. And we, I shook her hand, and I said, can I pray with you? Oh, yes. And we're in the parking lot praying, and then er, she takes off. You know? <laughs> and then I realized I, she stole my wallet. So I'm like... <laughs> Wow. No, no, she didn't steal my wallet. She did she didn't steal it, but but okay, she did not steal my wallet, but but talking about accountability, every place I go, I always bump into somebody that says hi to me. And I don't want to sound all ooh, they know me. No, but but they do. So I have to walk, I, I got to make sure I'm walking the right way. But let me tell you something, because I've been walking with the Lord so long, like I don't count anymore my days of sobriety. I have to count because I forgot how long it's been. This I go, it's been 42 years since I drank. So I'm like, you know, I, I have to think about it. Because if all we're doing is counting the days, you're still thinking about drinking or not drinking. But drinking is still the subject. Just think, I'm free, I'm free, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. See, those are benefits. Those are abundance of life that you receive. And the sooner you come to Jesus, the better it is. And we need to come to Jesus soon. Some of you keep putting it off. I used to put it off. I put it off for a long time. And I used to think, well, man, I, I really love drinking. I really love partying. 
I really love dancing. I really love... I don't know where they said Christians can't dance. I think it, what had happened is it was someone that didn't know how to dance. So he said, no, Christians can't dance. No, you can't dance, but Christians can dance. The problem is that sometimes... If they're single Christians dancing with other single Christians, sometimes when they're dancing up close and they forget they're Christians. That's why dances sometimes are like, it's that fine line. But there's an abundance that you get from serving God. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 5, it says, a, a wise young harvest, I mean, a young, a wise youth, he harvests in the summer. But one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. There's some of you that are a disgrace because you keep putting it off and your life is a shamble. And then you look at your friends that have been serving a long time, and you go, leave, man, well, God, help me out. Aren't you going to help me? That's like, well, yeah. God says to lay on a hand, and I want to lay hands on you. <laughs> change? When are you going to change? But I'm not supposed to do that, so I just pray, 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 pray. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Yes, remember your creator now while you're young, before the silver cord of life snaps. I think the silver cord of life is the sciatica. (laughs) Oh, man. And you see old people with gray hair going, Oh, my gosh. And the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. He's saying, don't wait till the very end. Get things done early so it's all taken care of. So if you haven't come to Jesus, oh, I pray that tonight you go, he, I've been fighting and fighting. Tonight's my night. Hallelujah. And then the next thing we have to get out of this story is that there's plenty of work for everyone. The ones that had been at it a long time are all mad because of Johnny come lately. He's, oh, look at them. They just barely came in. <laughs> David Krantz, he's our 12-step director. He's been walking through this journey with me for 39 and a half years. Shortly after I got here, and David Gonzalez, who was just up here, he's been walking this journey for 39 years with me. I had been here just about a year, and then he came walking alongside with me. And we've seen crazy stuff. David and I were talking, Gonzalez and I were talking the other day, and we said, Man, we're really dumb. God has protected our dumbness. Look, I have three guns from people that were going to shoot me. And I led them to Jesus. He and I have done stuff. We've been chasing people down the street. We've got knives away from people. And it's like, what's wrong with us? 
But you know why? Because there was enough room for everybody. We didn't say, oh, no, man, they smell. Don't let them in. Uh, they look weird. Don't let them in. Uh, those people are too highfalutin. They think they, they drink water with their little pinky out. And they, they live in the fancier part of town. We don't want those people. And those people come in without shirts. We don't want those people. And those people, and oh my gosh, do you know that there actually are churches like that? I pray to God we never become a church like that. I pray that our doors are open to anyone. Anyone that wants to come in and get help. If you're going to come in here and cause trouble, then you know what? Either get right with Jesus or get left and not out of here. You know what I mean? I mean, really, we don't want a bunch of troublemakers here, but we want people that really want to find Christ and find redemption because there's plenty of room, there's plenty of work for everyone. In Luke chapter 14, verse 23, it says, So his master said, Go out into the the country lanes, the highways and byways, and behind the hedges, and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. God had prepared a banquet and invited all these people, and no one came. And they had all all these excuses. You remember when you and I had excuses? No, well, I'm too busy, and I just bought some land, and I have to do this, and I, and ever since COVID, I don't like to be in large crowds. I just, I like the casino because it's safer there. And I like going to all the concerts and it's safer there. And I like going to the nightclubs because it's safer there. And I like going, and I like it, but at church, I, people want to hug me. I don't know if I want to get hugged. Oh my gosh. What's wrong with that picture? In Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and 38, he, it says, he said to the disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Pray, 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 pray. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. We need more workers in the fields. You know what? The, uh, uh, at the beginning of this month, I had said we had a team of people that went out and put door hangers on 350 doors in an hour and a half. And there were only four people that did it. It was four people. It wasn't like an army and we had a whole tribe because you know what? The workers are few. Four people showed up that day, five counting me. And because my hips all jacked up, they go, here, why don't you drive up and down? You get us more flyers. You pick us up if we need to be picked up. And they, four people covered 350 houses in an hour and a half. Isn't that amazing? The labors are few. We need to step up, man. This city is going to hell. Some of your relatives are going to hell. And you have not told them about the gospel. Aye, it's just that I tell them I might lose them as my friends. They might not want to talk to me because I want to save their life and get them to heaven. Aye, so I better just let them go to hell and be friends. (laughs) Now, see how ridiculous that sounds? 
Hey, are you going to church? Yeah, but I don't want to invite you because I want you to go to hell. (laughs) No, listen to how ridiculous it sounds. What's wrong with us? Well, I don't want to offend anyone. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with us? There's plenty of room and work for everyone. But see, what's wrong with us is the same thing what's wrong with these guys. They're, they got all jealous. I, I worked here all day. He's only been here an hour and he gets a full wage. I've been serving the Lord for 42 years and the thief on the cross only served him for a few minutes and then he gets to go to heaven. So bring me to the next point. Don't be jealous, but be excited when God sheds his grace on other people. I was at a hospital bed a while back. He said, he just has a matter of hours. I prayed and I said, look, they say you're not doing good. You're going to die. And my job as a pastor is to prepare you to stand before God. Because you are going to stand before God. And you're either going to stand before God as a believer or an unbeliever. So you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And you know what? I so desperately want you to go to heaven. So I prayed and the man accepted Christ. And he ended up lasting three more days. And all he could say is, Pastor led me to Jesus. Pastor led me to Jesus. Pastor led me to Jesus. And then he died happy. He was 77 years old and had not served God for 77 years. But for three days, he served the Lord. And guess what he got to do? He got to go through the pearly gates into the golden streets. And he got a mansion. And some people are like, go here, I've been at it all, the, all these years, and they haven't given me nothing. It's like, what's wrong with us? We get jealous over God's blessing. Why does God bless them? He doesn't bless me. And you don't tithe, you don't give. They do. God blesses a tithe. That's really weird. I, I didn't know how to tithe. I had never tithe. Well, I used to give. I always gave. I always gave $2 or $5. That's all I did, two to five. It was like I had gone to prison, two to five. Two dollars, five dollars, two dollars, five dollars. That's all I ever gave. Then the first time I was going to tithe, my hand was shaking. No, listen, I was writing the check and I was shaking. I had never written the check that big to the church in my life. It was like when, if any of you had bought a house you know how it is when you buy a house and you sign that dotted line and your hand's shaking like, oh my gosh, we just bought a house for $195,000. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I was there, I'm going to tithe and I've never given this much to the church even in a whole year. And I'm going to do this again in two weeks. This is weird. And now I just have it taken straight out of my bank account. I just know it's going to come out. It's going to come out. My tithe and then my building fund, because I, I, I pledge to the building fund, and it comes out automatically. Pastor Chuck, 
he signed up for automatic bank withdrawal from his checking account. And he messed up. So he did it again. So now they take it out of his checking account twice. (laughs) No, and I told him, well, cancel one, Chuck. You don't have to do that. He goes, no, you know what? God even blessed me more. I'm telling you. See, there's an abundance and God is saying, quit being jealous because I'm going to take care of you. In Psalm 103 verse 10, he says, he does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. The wages of sin is death. We're supposed to be dead. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't punish us like that. He doesn't... Man, can you imagine if when you sinned, you die? And we'd have people dropping dead all over the place. <laughs> Let's come into church. Hey, how you doing? Oh, boom, what happened? Uh, they must have had a bad thought coming into church. They checked out the greeter. Orale, look at the greeter. Boom. Ooh, look at the donuts. Boom. Look at their car. Boom. Man, he does not punish us like that. He's not harsh. He shows grace and mercy. And and then the last thing is realize that every opportunity from God could be our last. Listen to me. I've shared this story, but some people have told me, why don't you write a book? I have so many stories that are crazy. And then someone told me, you ought to write a book. And then they go, never mind. Nobody will believe it. (laughs) They won't believe it because look, a lot of you would be in the book. Because God has radically changed your life. So you would be in the book, but nobody would believe. Oh, come on. God doesn't change somebody like that. They found you on a bus stop. Passed out. You didn't even know where you were. And expect a, you wake up and expect a miracle. You go, wow. I, I, I wasn't even expecting a miracle. And now you're studying to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Only God does those things. See, you and I would be in the story. And no one would believe him because your lives have been so radically, radically, radically changed. So listen. The guy's dying. Jesus in the middle of two thieves. One on one side saying, ah, if you're so, if you're really the son of God, well, take yourself down off the cross, dude. What's up with you? Oh, you're so powerful. You're so, and the other one says, man, <laughs> don't you have any shame at all? <laughs> and he says, Jesus, to Luke chapter 23, verse 42, 42 and 43, he says, Jesus, Remember me when you come in your kingdom. Just remember me. That's all. I don't even, I know I don't deserve to be there. I know I won't be there, but if I could be a thought in heaven, that would be awesome. Just remember me. And Jesus said, no, no, no. I assure you that today you'll be with me in paradise. That thief was on the last few moments of his life. 
Don't pass up an opportunity that Jesus is giving you. Some of you have kept putting it off, but today I'm giving you an opportunity. I am saying if you've never surrendered to Jesus Christ and you want to become a child of God and you want to receive him and accept him as your Savior and your Lord, raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I haven't done it, but I want to do it. Anybody? Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. Yes. God wants you. He say, tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. So if you raise your hand, stand up because we're going to pray with you. Everyone in here that knows that prayer, say it with me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for Him. Forgive me my past. And I accept my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, come up here real quick. Come up here real quick, please. Pastor Chris has a Bible for you. Sis, praise the Lord. Oh my gosh. I am so happy for you. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're celebrating with you. Thank you, Jesus. He's got a Bible for you, some stuff. Man, isn't God amazing? Now, I don't know where you are. You might be one of those jealous Christians that are always putting others down. No, they think they're all good. Here, I, I've been at it longer than them, and now they're already ushering. They're already a greeter. I've been here longer, and they're already working for the church. And I've been at it. I've been at it. I've been at it. But get with it. Quit having a critical spirit. Quit being judgmental, and get right with God. So stand on your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Because this is our prayer. I need you more. I need you more than yesterday. God, free me, I pray in the name of Jesus. If you want prayer, make your way up. We got time, but sing it out. Sing it as a prayer. More than words can say. More than ever before. If you're part of the prayer team, we need prayer warriors up here. Sing it again. Sing it again. Yes, Lord. Sing it out. Shout it to the heavens.
stand in agreement with that song right now. Let it be truly the prayer of your heart. Lord, I need you more and more and more. I love you so very much, Lord. And I don't get tired of telling you how much I love you. Lord, I pour myself out before you right now as an offering. Father God, forgive me for the times that I've been jealous. Forgive me for the times that I felt like you shortchanged me. Forgive me for the times that I have felt like, Lord, I'm doing more than others. Why don't I get the recognition they get? Lord, forgive us for those foolish, jealous times. God, we're going to take advantage of every opportunity you give us. Because it might be our last. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a supernatural move in our life right now. We're surrendering our will, our heart, mind, and soul. And saying, God, use us. Whether we've been at it for a long, long time or we just started right now tonight. God, we pray that we walk hand in hand with you and not turn to the right or left, but look straight ahead. Lord, I pray blessing in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people celebrate and say, Amen. Amen. Give Him praise and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, encourage someone on the way out. Say, God bless you. I pray God bless you. And don't forget, there's different booths set up for the celebration or the fundraiser or for the 40th anniversary. I pray that you take advantage of one of them.